Hello, everybody. Today you have Jake, and I'm going to be discussing the Obi-Wan miniseries first episode, or episode one. Not going to lie, super excited about this series ever since I heard about it. Despite being a canon nerd, I really don't care about there possibly being any implications about having Vader and Obi-Wan meet between episodes three and four. Just super excited for the character in series. Okay, there you go. Boom. As for the episode itself and the series, I think you could say this, it starts out slow with this episode, but for me, it feels more deliberate and steady. That may be me just being a bit of a homer there and giving it, uh, giving it a free pass, but I, I think it works. Part of that too is just with a great opening. I think I love the inclusion of the inclusion and focus on the Inquisitors and just the fact we get to re revisit some beloved older characters. So there's that. So there's some things I like for sure. On to my three things. I've kind of alluded to what they're going to be already with that little intro, but here we go. First thing, first like I should say. Uh, the opening, uh, the attack on the Jedi Temple was just felt really impactful and harrowing, and I think it tied a perfect thread to with the opening attack on Tatooine by the Inquisitors. I think it showed the line of, of the campaign against the Jedi. And again, I've said this before, I think the attack on the Temple is one of the most interesting and pivotal things that we missed as, as fans that happened off screen. And, and given the fact we had a whole series leading up to it, it just felt like a missed opportunity. So every time we get to revisit it, um, I don't want to say I like it, it's sad, but I, I think it's important, at least for the canon and for people who are interested in that history of the series. My other like, the cast. Just really strong cast in the series, and I think it helps elevate some thinly written scenes. There are a few highlights I want to call out, though. Ewan McGregor, I just forgot how much I love him in this role. He was one of the few bright spots in the, the first two films of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and I just love seeing him on screen again. Great to have him back. Moses Ingram as Reva Sevender, or third sister, she's great. I think she, she's got a callousness, a ruthlessness, cunning, style. She's got it all. I also love that she's an outsider among the Inquisitors, and she's ambitious. For anyone who's not familiar with the Sith Order, that ambition is a requisite for an apprentice or a Sith Lord. There can only ever be two Sith, one master, one apprentice. So either way, Reva's going to replace Vader as the apprentice. But the question is, is she going to help Vader kill the Emperor? Or is she going to kill Obi-Wan to prove that she's better than Vader to the Emperor? I'm sure. I'm sure which way they'll go. Uh, I think that might be going a bit deep there. Uh, Maybe there won't be that possible triangle or of ambition, but we'll see. And besides that, I think she's just doing a great job with the role. I heard there was some backlash, but I just have to turn. I just usually ignore that. I think most of that's most of that is just trolls. I think most of the real fans of this franchise, not to say they aren't racist or bad people who like this series, but I don't think most of the fans actually dislike her. Or at least that's my hope. One of the other things I'm going to say, the character's recklessness is also similar to Anakin's own in the Rebel series. So I, I also think that that's caused call some interesting parallels between her character and the young Anakin. Last bright spot for the cast, Jimmy Smith's is Bail Organa. Once again, I just forgot how much I love this guy. I think it brings a real gravitas and sympathy and also strength to the character and humanity, uh, which is, can sometimes be missing from this big, sprawling CGI laden Star Wars world. 
the other thing, the last but not least, the other highlight for the cast for me was uh, Jimmy Smith's Bail Organa. Once again, I forgot how much I love this guy. I think he brings a lot, a certain gravitas, sympathy, and just humanity to the role in the series. And I think uh, it's necessary. He was really important, even though he had a small role in that first series, as I think grounding things and some something of a reality. And it's great to see him here again. And again, just adds to the stakes and it calls back to the canon and the history of the series that we love so much, or I love so much. Well, not just me. We love so much. All right. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. There was a dislike. There's a chase with Leah and Flea through the forest that was just terrible. It was childish at best and all-time terrible at worst, like jumping the shark bad. And for a series and franchises that had to deal with Ewoks, Jar Jar Binks, the Forgotten Christmas special, and Ryan Johnson's penchant for alien milking, this felt like a new low. I've just heard universal detaste for the scene. It was clearly the loudest and most common feedback I heard from my network, and it was the the strongest I felt, even though I liked the, the the series, this was just a really strong dislike. It was just so out of place. All right, I'll, I'll leave it there. Don't want to get toxic here. On my overall assessment of the show, generally that thumbs up, thumbs down. Again, quick reminder, I'm not going to really score it here. I'm going to try and wait till the end of the series to give the show a real score. So generally thumbs up, thumbs down. I'd say despite the terrible chase that really feel like it belonged more so in an Olsen Twins movie, it was still a good episode, and the story has me hooked. Thumbs up. Super excited for the next episode. Thank you all for spending your time with me. I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, see you back here soon for episode two of Obi-Wan. Later.